Five essential steps to surviving and thriving website migrations with Kasper Szymanski. The In Search SEO podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all-in-one SEO platform that helps skill your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. Have you ever been involved in a website migration that could have gone better? Perhaps you've got some form of migration coming up and you want to make sure that everything goes as smoothly as possible. Today we're talking surviving and thriving website migrations with a former senior member of the famed Google search quality team and among the select few former Googlers with extensive policy driving, web spam hunting and webmaster outreach experience. Nowadays, he applies his skill set to recover websites from Google penalties and help clients maximize the potential of their websites and search engines. A warm welcome to the InSearch SEO podcast, director at Search Brothers, Kasper Szymanski. David, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, um, Kasper, um, of course, you can find you over at searchbrothers.com. Um, today, you're sharing five essential steps to surviving and thriving website migrations, starting off with number one, record server logs. Absolutely. One of my pet projects, my pet topics, if I may say so, server logs are very much underutilized in many circumstances and in the context of migrations in particular. In, in a nutshell, if you want, um, server logs allow for an insight Uh, with regard to what search engines actually care for about in terms of landing pages. So when we do record server logs, we can actually tell how much do these two groups of landing pages overlap, the group of landing pages that is being crawled regularly and the group of landing pages that we actually care to, uh, you know, to be indexed and recrawled regularly and rank to begin with, of course. It's just one application, the most basic one if you want. However, server logs can't be retrieved in any way. Unless we start recording server logs, we do not have that insight. And there is no way to regain it unless we actually start growing, start recording server logs. And it has to happen over an extended period of time. So when we're talking about preparations for a, a migration of sorts, uh, whether that's a content migration or domain migration, or you know, there is there is uh, many different circumstances what uh, search engines would perceive as a migration move. We need to have those server logs uh, recorded for quite a while in order to gain an understanding. What is it that Google is crawling? It is also a very important step, a preparatory step for the subsequent second step that we will be talking about for the for the second important step in the course of conducting a successful migration but i don't want to steal the thunder i'll let you talk about that for a moment first exactly exactly i wondered if you were just going to give me a 15-minute presentation or i could jump in here and perhaps ask a a brief follow-up question on the first point um which is i think many seos are probably a little bit guilty of just relying on maybe a single analytics package so what's an example of a piece of data that is available in server logs that seos won't have access to just by looking at standard analytics so I think these are two rather complex questions, if you're asking me. The one being, what kind of tools can you tap into, rely upon, uh, utilize? Um, and then I always think, tap into everything that you can. It really depends on the budget and the manpower and the level of expertise, technical acumen within your team. And the very most 
basic level, it is of course Google Search Console. This is the one tool that every SEO really should uh, utilize in order to gain a basic understanding. You know, how does Google search? How does Google uh, algorithms um, see my website? The, the signals that, that are uh, originating from my website. There is of course Bing Webmaster Tools. I'm a huge fan of Bing Webmaster Tools. Simply put, it is another major search engine. It's another opportunity to, to either you know, verify the findings from Google or, or, or gain different insights and compare these against each other. And there are, of course, amazing commercial tools out there. Big fan of Write, DeepCrow, although uh, I know it has been rebranded. I have a hard time recalling the, the current name. Luber. Um, correct, yes, I apologize for that. But uh, I've been a big Big uh, Deep Crow fan for a really long time. There is Spotify, a phenomenal tool. Uh, just to name, name a few, there is, of course, Majestic, there is SEM Rush. And all of these provide insights that can be compared against each other to some extent, sometimes more, sometimes less. There is the crawling component, there is on page, technical off page, all of these insights. But none of these really can give us the insight, the very basic insights that, that uh, server logs can provide uh, to begin with. Uh, you, you know, tapping in, in, in into that reservoir and data and figuring out what are our server responses. Are our server responses indeed 200 okay for those landing pages that we deem to be valuable and desirable? Or are we returning something else altogether? Are these 200 okay responses for, in fact, software for so error pages, maybe expired documents or expired products, unavailable products? It's a huge problem for commercial websites, for retail websites. So server logs on the most basic level tell us literally what are the responses from our side to search engines and what is it that those search engines bought, what, what is it that they prioritize, how much does this overlap with what we are looking at as the top priority landing pages within the website. Now, when, whether the web, no, when the website is rather small, say, you know, a couple hundred documents, maybe a couple thousand documents, that doesn't sound like such a huge problem. However, if we happen to be talking about large websites, ten thousands of, of documents, ten thousands of landing pages, or hundred thousands, or millions, or, or even far above that, this is a problem of a completely different magnitude. In that instance, server logs, saving, preserving server logs for perpetuity and utilizing those year over year is an absolute must in order to gain an advantage in organic Google search. I get the feeling that you could give an hour presentation on each step in the sequence here, but let's move on to number two um, in terms of um, website migrations, and that's um, conduct an SEO audit. Yes, and that is best conducted really um, in conjunction with utilizing those server logs. It is not a must, and I also want to say the vast majority of commercial websites out there does not save and preserve server logs, or they don't do it completely. So it is also, of course, possible for these websites to conduct a technical audit. And the reason for doing that is really because when we conduct a migration, we're obviously looking for a positive result for, you know, for not only a better user experience subsequently, for a faster, smoother website, uh, maybe for a new brand but also, of course, for growing rankings. Um, and this is something that we do not want to 
approach with any legacy issues. Those legacy issues can be manifold. You know, there can be off-page uh, backlinks that are really holding the website back. Uh, part of the audit is, of course, uh, looking into backlink liabilities. But there are, of course, other factors. There is technology, technical solutions that may have been great back in the days when they were implemented, but maybe they aren't working for us anymore. Content that really doesn't stand the test of uh, time. Content that was considered evergreen at some point in time, but isn't anymore. Google penalties, of course, big issue. If any are applied, they're lingering, they haven't been resolved. This is something that would, of course, be part of a consideration when we're conducting an audit. All of these factors have to be taken a look at, have to be reviewed, prioritized, and tackled before we actually conduct the migration because we do not want to start that step towards a more bright future, uh, literally, you know, with the handbrake on and, and being hampered by all these things that haven't been addressed yet. And that brings us, of course, to the next step in, in the process. But I'll let you do the talking first. Yeah, sure. So step number two was conduct an SEO audit. But you did actually mention uh, and gave a couple of examples of address legacy issues, which is uh, number three there. Um, are there other um, areas of legacy issues that you'd like to talk about as well? Well, it really, really depends. Every website is different, but uh, frequently it is um, websites that are organically grown, historically grown. So in the, there have been previous migrations or maybe websites have been combined in, and, and merged into one, two different brands, two different websites. Um, they may have been uh, either blogs or maybe forms or wiki pages or FAQ pages that came into existence in the past. And, um, you know, back in the days they used to be useful, but nowadays, they are basically legacy. There is historical stuff, historical landing pages that aren't useful anymore. A um, big issue, of course, is the hreflang application for international websites. And there is the canonicals. Canonicals are a phenomenal uh, way to tell search engines, major leading search engines. You know, this is among many documents that are rather similar. This is the one that I care for. However, if they aren't applied uh, properly, thoroughly, um, they can actually backfire in a major way. So. Uh, just naming these handful of technical and content factors and, and uh, really uh, you know, factors that, that relate to how up-to-date the content is, these just show how complex this topic can, uh, may be, can be. And which is the reason why such an audit needs to be prepared thoroughly, it needs to be conducted and it takes time. Which brings us to another important factor of migrations. Migrations do take time. They need to be planned and prepared much in advance so that all these steps can be factored in. Uh, please allow me to continue by sharing a few words about the third step, which is really rather important, and that is really addressing those legacy, legacy issues. Uh, from my experience working with large organizations, uh, large websites, it is critical not only just to conduct that audit, not only to figure out what is it that's holding the website currently back, it is also important to address those issues. So, for instance, if we happen to have, you know, talking about a retail, large retail website, uh, if we happen to have a lot of products that are expired, unavailable for whatever reason, which do return a 200 OK status. However, which do say on the actual landing page, no, we don't have that product. And that's, of course, going to trickle down to user signals, right? Because users come from search. They anticipate to have the product available that they've been looking for. Let's call that a cell phone, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter much what the, what the product is. They end up on the landing page 
that you look at the product is, isn't available, isn't coming back anytime soon, they would of course return back to Google search, look for an alternative, refine the query, whatever it is, indicating thereby with their behavior, this is not what we've been, no, we, we haven't found what we've been looking for. This isn't great. This is a very negative signal. Now, if we merely move those landing pages to the new platform, the new CMS, under a new URL structure, whatever, or the new domain, whatever it is, as part of the migration, we will be, of course, transferring those negative signals. Now, this is a big issue if the site is if the site is sizable, but the larger the website is, the more of an issue becomes. And the reason for that is, of course, crawl budget, and a topic we haven't talked about much yet today, because it is critically important to understand how much time does Google actually need to recrawl my website, or at least the bits and pieces that I care for. And in some instances, of course, it's going to be almost overnight, you know, uh, websites of a couple thousand pages, that's not going to be an issue. But if we happen to be looking at a website that is 100,000 um, landing pages that are desirable and several million landing pages that are not, and where the crawl budget uh, distribution indicates it takes Google actually a month or two months or six months or even longer than that to recrawl a significant part of the website, we won't be able to benefit from any migration move because it's taking too long. We have to first address the um, crawl budget issue. We have to first make sure that the crawl budget is a more, you know, is distributed in a way that is more favorable to us so the website can be crawled faster and the bits and pieces that we care for can be crawled faster. So for that reason, it is critically important to address those legacy issues, not only understand they are there, they are in place, but also address those. Um, backlinks is a very good example here in this context as well. Because we may be in a position where we move to a more bright future with, with the migration to, say, a new CMS. However, the backlink profile is really rather problematic, say, in a very competitive environment. Uh, you know, say, travel or finance products, insurance, all these things. In Germany, big topics in Germany are very competitive. So there might be legacy backlinks that are really perceived as unnatural backlinks by Google. And this is something that may trigger a manual spam action. This is something that may hold us back on an algorithmic level. So we have, addressed, we have, we have to address those utilizing the disavow file or, or even asking for reconsideration requests if there is a penalty in place. All of these things have to be done before we do the actual migration. Yet another example where a legacy is best addressed before doing the, the ultimate step that we're talking about here. And step number four, plan ahead and choose the right moment. Yes, and this is very important because many, many website operators do not factor in seasonality. Now, depending on the vertical that we work in, depending on the Chrome budget, we can anticipate when is it actually going to hit us, right? Uh, say for a moment Q4 is really rather important. Say Q4 is the quarter where, where you know, 50% of the revenue is being generated. We want to really go ahead and avoid having all those turbulences that are naturally associated with any kind of migration prior in the run-up or during that period, because that's, of course, going to impact the, the revenue uh, source, the, the, the revenue generation. Um, so. Planning, long-term planning is really important. It, of course, also ties in into our, the crawl budget situation because we need to understand how long is it going to take for Google and other major search engines, Bing in particular, to recrawl the website if it's really large. And this is something that we need to factor in yet again. So Q4 is a very good example. You know, in the retail, uh, there's a lot of business being generated in Q4. 
which for many uh, businesses makes Q1, beginning of Q1, a very good time to go ahead and conduct the migration, actually hit the button and see how the new data, uh, how the new data looks like. Um, this is something that, that is, it is a, an SEO decision, of course, but it actually does trickle down to, to the business size side of things. Um, and this is very important, particularly in challenging uh, economical times where business may not be quite as flourishing as we're typically used to, you know, uh, based on previous years. So planning ahead, long-term planning, very, very important. And of course, factoring in and including all stakeholders. Uh, such migration is something that is primarily being done, of course, by the technical team, by the content team, the link building team, and many others, marketing, all of these folks may be involved at some level. So it's important to, to, to loop them in and to make sure this is a team effort that is being conducted, led by, of course, one person, by one decision maker, um, but uh, where people all pull on the same string. And taking us up to step number five, monitor the progress. Yes, that is something where server logs, the circle, you know, perfect circle, server logs allow us insights into, okay, how, how did we fare prior if we have those recorded? And of course, we want to make sure that uh, with fresh server logs, we have an insight, okay, how well are we doing? And um, especially when we happen to be moving bits and pieces of the website, uh, you know, in a successive uh, kind of way. So we don't have to migrate the entire website all together in one go. If it's a large website, we can start with uh, subdomains or directories, bits and pieces really, and, and see how, how uh, Google and other search engines embrace uh, those new patterns and how, how are they prioritize those. So monitoring of the progress over time is critically important. It, the project basically isn't done by merely pushing the button and, you know, Contacting the migration and uh, leaning back, uh, the the really fretful and and uh, most uh, teeth grinding uh, moment is when it happens, and we need to keep an eye on on how things are progressing. Most of the time, there are fluctuations. That is completely normal. That is something to be anticipated. But we of course do not want to uh, see a situation where those fluctuations are excessive and where they persist over an extended period of time. Superb. Well, let's finish off with the Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says that you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. What's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort? That is very challenging, David, I have to say. I know, you don't like modest efforts. <laughs> <laughs> Not in particular, no. Uh, it really depends on the individual website, on the kind of resources that can be applied, um, on the kind of manpower behind it. Modest efforts are really rather relative. For large websites, I would still say it is server logs. It's this recording server logs. The initial effort is really minimum. It is something that would be quite a challenge and possibly, uh, you know, just overkill for small websites. But for a large commercial website uh, with a lot of landing pages, saving and preserving server logs is really a rather modest effort. Um, the cost involved is negligible. Uh, we're talking a couple of hard drives. Uh, the files themselves can be gzipped. Um, there is no uh, legal challenges to be expected. This is your own server logs. And this is something this, that data can rest. There is not much else that needs to be done unless you want to tap into those vast reservoirs of information. So 
in my opinion, the effort and the result, the return of investment is quite favorable when we start saving and preserving server logs. And it is my understanding, we will be later sharing quite possibly also some links. So I'll be perfectly happy to share a resource that talks about that. As you can tell, David, server logs is one of my favorite topics, but it is one that is most promising uh, for industry, for SEOs. Uh, this is where the big gains really lie. So we will share that, I suppose. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this is published as an audio podcast. It's published as a video series uh, on YouTube, and it's also published on the Rank Ranger blog, rankranger.com. Um, so in terms of the resources, um, uh, if Casper uh, provides me with those links, um, I'll pass them um, over to the Rank Ranger team to incorporate uh, as part of the, the blog post um, just under, underneath the uh, episode URL on the, on the blog. Well, uh, I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Casper Szymanski over at searchbrothers.com. Casper, thanks so much for being on the In Search SEO podcast. David, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to the next opportunity for us to have a discussion about SEO. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com. <laughs>